about what was happening. And this is sort of a, when you look at the time data here, uh, you're talking about Old Testament, Second Kings, chapter 7. And Samaria is under siege by the Arameans. Oh, what another story. At the time, the prophet in charge was Elisha. Remember, Elijah went to heaven, Elisha. And things were so expensive. They were eating their animals, their children. The head of a donkey was 80 shekels of silver. I don't know how much dollars that is, but it's <laughs> nobody wants the head of a donkey to have lunch. And in this, in this hunger, in this siege by the Arameans against Israel, against uh, the king of Israel, there were four lepers at the entrance of the city. Four lepers. And what they really were concerned about was if we're going to die, let's do something. If we're going to die, might as well just go off a broke. Four lepers at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, the famine is there, and we'll, we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, we die. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that, but some people need to experience that type of thing because life is going for broke. Anybody who, by faith, goes for broke, one way or the other, will get action, will get a reason, will get a balanced reason, because moving in faith is what God wants us to do. So four lepers, 
If we stay here, we die. If we go to the Arabian camp, we'll die. If they let, so let, let's just do something. Let's live walking. And so at dusk they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. Early morning. At dusk means the sun is about to show in the sky in the east. And uh, we're going to just get up and do something. I remember when I, the Lord called me after seminary, to, told me to go to Athens, Georgia. And I went to Athens, Georgia. And I want you to know that uh, the best thing I ever done. I had all, I had a car, a station wagon, with the side looking like wood, but it's all plastic. One of those large uh, station wagons, Ford. That uh, that it almost touches the ground when all the family is inside. And I stopped at the place in Athens called admissions office. And I went in and said, "Ma'am, I'm, I've just finished my seminary in Atlanta, and I'm here <coughs> to talk with you. Uh, I need a job, and I have three children back there at the house." And an old lady in the back, in their 80s, lift up her hand and said, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Came to me. Well, the, the, the short story is she paid for two master's degrees, which took seven years at the University of Georgia. Journalism and then communications. Graduate work. I don't think I would have gotten that if I stayed in Atlanta. Because the Lord had somebody in Athens to take care of things. And I knew God was involved in that, and I knew He had something for me. I just had to move in faith. And so at dusk they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, I love that expression, at the edge of the camp, meaning when you're at the edge, you can see what's inside. And what they saw was overwhelming. Not a man was there, for the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittites, the Egyptian kings, to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents, their horses, their donkeys. They left the camp as it was and run for their lives. I believe that when they were discussing if we go, we die. If we stay, we die. Oh, so let's do something. At that moment, God had already prepared. I don't know how long it takes to go from uh, Samaria, uh, which is uh, below, below the Lake of Galilee, right in the middle of, the, of Israel, all the way to Damascus area, Syria. But I would say a 70, 70 miles, 80 miles, uh, and, and, and you can see the lights of Damascus when you move the the bus on the on the on the east side and look uh, northward at night at six o'clock. You can see the lights of, of Damascus in Syria. So so the, the 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 situation here begins to. Explain to them as they were considering going. God is already making 
the, one of the largest armies of that time, of the Arameans, to run for what they heard sound like mighty, mighty, powerful armies coming to get them. But in fact, God made the sound. The Lord made all, all the, 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 all the movement, all the sound, all the noise that could have been done to scare a whole army of a country called the Arameans. This is an interesting story because this is something that is happening because Elisha made a prophecy. He spoke a prophecy that tomorrow the head of a donkey will be 80 shekels of silver in a, in a, in a quarter of a cab of seed pods, five shekels, meaning it's big, big. Seed pods is what you give to 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 the the pigs. It's horrible food. And so, if God said something like that, it means that He would then uh, extend the prophecy to the end. And the way He did it is to use four lepers to get involved. I doesn't say if the lepers were healed or not. But I believe that when God uses somebody like He used the lepers, He also blessed them with healing. God can heal. I've seen thousands of people heal, delivered, set free. But it requires movement. When you come into a church where there is an invitation and you move toward the altar, the possibility of a miracle is 90%. If you come expecting something, very probably very high probability that God will heal you. And he begins in the way God heals, and uh, uh, faith working on miracles and gifts of healings begin to operate in that altar. So, let me finish. In, so they drugged and carried away. So the man who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp entered in one of the tents and listen to this they drunk ate carried away silver gold clothing went off and hid them they returned and entered another tent took things and from it and hid them again <laughs> meaning nobody's going to see me I'm going to get all the gold all the silver for myself I'm going to hide it then they said to each other these are the four lepers talking we're not doing it Right. Something's not right. So when God does something in your life, He also will confirm what He's doing. He'll tell you what's going on. And if it is a prophetic... Remember the prophecy here was, was God is going to do something. Do something for His people. A great famine was in Samaria. And the siege lasts so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels. Just too much. The family is eating. People are eat, killing their children, eating their children. It's starvation to the max. And so, these four lepers begin to be convicted. There's something wrong here. What is it about what we're doing? We're taking things and, and hitting them and 
and burying them and the silver and the gold and all of that. This is the day of good news. This is good news. We should be telling the people there in Israel what's going on. There's an opportunity for them to eat also. It's just not for us. Something is not right. So conscience and conviction began to be set on these men's mind. Look, this is the day of good news. And we are keeping it to ourselves. This is the day of good news and we're keeping to ourselves. We're just taking care of ourselves. We're not thinking about anybody else. When God is involved in something, and He's about to do something in your life, it's, it's an opportunity to share with everybody you meet. Everybody. Everybody you meet. You witness. You, you tell people what the Lord has done for me. What a wonderful thing the Lord has done for my life. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. So let us at once and report this to the royal palace. In other words, if we wait until the day is over, punishment will overtake us. So when there is something that God wants to do, He convicts people not to do it. And that is how the Holy Spirit works. If you are under conviction, and you know that you're being blessed of the Lord, but you're not tithing, you're not sending your money to where the need is. You know, I wrote you a letter this month asking you to support the feeding program in Brazil. There's a lot of hungry people during Christmas. And I'm going over there on the, on the 13th of December. I need to take this money in order to pay all the bills and bless the people of God. Now, I'm doing what God told me to do. So you need to do what God tells you to do about that. Because if you have some stash money stashed away, you need to send me some. Amen? So I can take it to Brazil and feed the hungry. So, so I want you to be under conviction. We serve the Lord here in this ministry. We don't buy things to ourselves. If, if that's the case, then somebody needs to buy me a car. Because I got 143,000 miles of uh, repair every single... Today I got to take the car to repair again. I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for the poor that have nothing to eat on Christmas time. So, here we go. So let us go at once and report this to the royal palace. That's the boy. That's my boy. Let's go over there and tell the king what I, what, how, how my belly feels today. So they went and called out to the city gate and told them, See, you don't go in Samaria. You got to go through the gate. There's somebody that takes care of the gate. So they went into the Aramean. They told the, the gatekeepers, We went into the Aramean camp, and not a man was there. It was empty. Now, we, didn't, we, we stay at the edge when we look. There's nothing. Just clothing and money stashed away and animals wandering all over the place. It was totally in disarray and in trouble. Not a sound of anyone. Only tattered horses and donkeys. And the tents left as they were. The gatekeepers shout the news was reported within the palace. I would have been there. You know, if I haven't eaten in about a year, I, if I was there, I would just, oh my goodness, where is this camp? I'm taking off toward that camp. I'm tired of eating donkey's heads. And I, I need something better. Pigeon calves. So, so the king got up in the night and said to his officers, I will tell you what the Arameans have done to us. 
They know we are starving, so they have left the camp to hide in the countryside, thinking they will surely come out, and then we will take them alive and get into the city. Now, this king has got a lot of fear. Fear of the future, fear of finances, fear of failure, fear of death, fear of the night, fear of the demons. He doesn't have any hope in his life. Very difficult to live a life without hope. If I'm in a, in a sea and by myself in the deep waters of the sea, and, and, a, and a man passes by with a boat, I want to get in it. But some of you just need to ask for the size of the boat and how large the boat is. Unless that happens, I can't. In other words, the miracles of God, all done in faith. You've got to believe. The probability that God will hear you from coming from your seat to the altar rail of the church is 90% that you can be healed. God is healing thousands of people these days that come in faith. And so, this king is really, 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 really afraid. If we go, they will come out of the woods and just kill us all and take the city. What are the officers answered? I love this man. You know, here's the girl, one who just simply decided, I want to talk, I want to say something. When we uh, have a, when we uh, are doing ministry, a lot of decisions are made by somebody with faith. Sometimes I, I, I met people in my ministry that never done anything for themselves because they're, they're, they're counting the miles, they're counting the cost, they're wondering about this, wondering about that. And, and in this case, this officer simply said this. Listen to this. I'll tell you what the Arameans have done. Oh, here we go. Have some men, listen, have some men take five of the horses that are left in the city. Oh, my goodness, they're eating their horses. Their plight will be like that of all the Israelites left there. Yes, they are doomed. So let us send them to find out what happened. So they select two chariots and their horses. And the king sent them after the Aramean army. He commanded the driver, go and find out what has happened. They followed them as far as the Jordan. And they found the whole road strewed with clothing, equipment of the Arameans had thrown away in their headlong flight. So the messengers returned and report to the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans so that the sea of flour sold for one shekel and two seeds of barley sold for one shekel, as the Lord has said. So the only way to get a blessing from the Lord is to move in faith. And then he began to operate and show you the place. Now he did the sound of the armies. He put, uh, he put speakers all over the place. And he had amplifiers everywhere. Not really. Out of the heavens he sent sound and confusion. And, and, the, and the Arameans left everything and took off running. Now, let me ask you this. Are you in a place in your life where 
you, you need the Lord to do something for you. So the king put the officer on, who, on whose arm he leaned in charge of the gate, and the people trampled him in the gateway, and he died, just as the men of God had foretold when the king came down to his house. It happened as the men of God had said to the king, About this time tomorrow, a sea of flour will sell for a shekel, and two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Now, profess, profess, prophesying is calling things that be not as though they were. It's just a moment in your mind in which you say, I will say to you, God is going to send through you $150,000. I need this money in order to take care of the Lord's work. As you say it, as you put your faith in it, as you specifically mention the amount that you need, you are opening the door for a 90% probability that God will send and take care of everything. I remember a man called David Nutter. He came to me one day in a line of prayer somewhere and said, Rick, I need a blessing from the Lord. A financial blessing. And so I simply said to him, Tomorrow God will send you $130,000. I don't remember I said it. I just said it. And I want you to know that the next day a Jewish man gave him $130,000. Now, perhaps you are listening to me and saying, well, Rick, why don't you prophesy uh, 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 the $17,500 you need in the month of November and December to pay Brazil? Well, I'm prophesying now that you will send it to me. I'm, I'm, I'm calling you. I'm putting my finger toward the camera. I'm saying to you, you will call the office or send the money that we need so we can be blessed and pay the bills. I prophesy that you will not only help the ministry to do that, but you do not, will not allow the devil to steal the joy of Christmas. I'm not the gatekeeper at, the, at, at, at Samaria. I'm in Athens, Georgia. Oh, hallelujah. And that, that the Lord will send this money to you. That you will be blessed by it. And that as you support this ministry to pay the bills in, in, in December, that the angels of God will give the healing that you need in your family, bless you abundantly the way it is. I pray also, God, that you waken this young child that's been sick laying down the sofa in your living room and you're asking for a miracle for your child. I pray that this child be healed completely and blessed of the Lord. I also pray in the name of Jesus for, for a, a, a young lady who is expecting a baby that the Lord will put your hands, His hands upon your baby and that the problem that you have be solved and this baby be a blessing to the nations. I also pray in Jesus' name for the situation of this man whose wife has cancer. By the power of the Holy Spirit of God, woman, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now of cancer. Be healed right now of this problem that the doctors don't know what to do in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, for two couples 
there there one in, in Philadelphia and one in Atlanta. That 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 the woman in this in this family be healed in the name of Jesus. I come against the sickness, the disease by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. I ask you, Lord, for those that are that are here listening to me, that you do have a problem at your house, and it has to do with uh, has to do with a piece of some type of material. I don't know what it is. I don't know if a, if it is a, a dishwasher or it is a refrigerator that is making a lot of sound, and you don't know what to do. I ask you, Lord, that one comes for sale where they can afford it. On the way to Atlanta, on the right side, there's a store. Bless them, God, abundantly. And give them this piece of equipment in Jesus' name. So I call forth in Jesus' name $17,500, which is $8,500, I think, a month. in $8,500 in November, $8,500 in December. These are the bills in Brazil. I got to pay that. Uh, uh, in order for the feeding program continue, and why is it that uh, during the year, uh, why why is that eighty five hundred dollars? It's because we pay two salaries, two tax tax twice on the payment, so it has to be done. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you, Lord, for these that are listening to this broadcast all over the world, God. And I know, Lord, I prophesy that today in the mail, tomorrow in the mail, until Friday, this money be there. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to have mercy on, the, on us, Lord, and help us to do your work. I'm confident, assured, without any doubt whatsoever. I don't have to go to the camp of the Arameans and take a look and see if that's true or not. I know that, Lord, you have a purpose and a plan for this ministry. And by the power of your Holy Spirit of God, we have lived by faith all the years of our lives. I will continue by faith to live and call things that be not as though they were in the name of Jesus. That the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon your family, your children, your grandchildren. And that there will be a miracle the size of a hill. Powerful miracle. The healing of this woman married to this pastor be be healed. The miracle of this man that is a that is a lawyer be healed, woman of God, in the name of Jesus. I reprimand cancer. I reprimand disease of any kind. I reprimand problems in the back, in the column, in Tennessee. I reprimand in the name of Jesus all pain of every kind of pain in the name of Jesus. God, I just pray. Today for mighty healing of your Holy Spirit throughout our ministry. Throughout the states that have been supporting us. God, we're sending 3,500 pieces of mail to let those that receive it respond it. And I call forth in the name of Jesus the money we need to do the ministry in Brazil and begin 2024 with hope and blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
Eu quero ser o um tipo 